0: Hello, Frank. How's it going?
1: I'm doing great, Angelo. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I keep forgetting to unmute myself whenever we start talking. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to figure out this podcasting thing at some point. That's really my goal for 2019. Um, You know, because it's a fun little side project.
1: There you go. Uh, Although one thing to keep in mind is that you can't record a podcast if you're on mute the whole time.
0: That's typically true. Uh, we'll talk about John Cage's four minutes and 33 seconds later on. And, you know, uh, oh, good reference. We'll, we'll just, yeah, we'll unpack all of that. Uh, the, the The new format of the podcast is we actually just published Dead Air. And the podcast is whatever you think about while we're not speaking. No, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> what What have you been up to, Frank?
1: Oh, man. Okay. Uh, So since the beginning of the year, I've actually been spending some time working on a new side project of mine that is mysteriously codenamed Alpaca. That is mysterious. Isn't it? And I was thinking, you know, it might be interesting to talk about how we can balance full-time work and side projects. Yeah. Because... I know for myself it's something that I struggle with and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So oh yeah, absolutely. So maybe we can dig in a bit deeper and try and unpack some of this. Yeah, yeah. And
0: and you'll have a this awesome new app launch that you can talk about too.
1: Uh-huh.
2: It's in
0: cross-promotion.
1: Uh-huh. Oh no. So yeah, so since the beginning of the year, I've been working on uh a small app called alpaca essentially it's a read it later kind of application like instapaper or pocket but with more of a focus on research so being able to take Mm -hmm. things off of the internet create a local copy and then where like where this adds to say for example pocket or instapaper is that you can go in and do highlights and take notes and it's kind of built in such a way as to surface these things when for example you sit down for a writing project right cool but in doing so so working on this uh i find it very easy to you know i found it easy for me to get ahead of myself and Mm -hmm. you know have like these grand ideas of, of what I want to create but not have the time to really be able to you know flesh all these ideas out and produce something that you know I you know that matches the image I have in my head right
2: yeah
0: right absolutely
1: so let's talk about maybe like how do we manage the expectations that we have on ourselves when it comes to these side projects
0: yeah i think that's a great topic Um, i'd read a an article on this Uh, it was on the creativeindependent.com it was a guide called uh, how to balance full-time work with creative projects and there's a lot of good information there Um, i think that You can read all kinds of uh, guides on how to do this, but the reality is it's never... You know, there's all kinds of commentary on, you know, you should uh, block off time and get, you know, whatever, a bunch of pens and I don't know, whatever. But it's never about, you know, okay, this is fine for, let's say... uh, a single young person who doesn't have any like time commitments and can just do whatever they want with their time, with their calendar, uh, that makes things a lot easier, but you know, once you, and and that's not to take away anything from single young people doing great things, by all means, do it, do great things. But you know, as you, um, As your career gets more demanding or as your family commitments or uh, other uh, commitments grow more demanding on you, or even just um, the number of projects that you want to take on grow, it gets really hard to do this. So yeah, I'd I'd really love to talk about what what you struggle with, what you find um, to help and, and take it from there. See if we can't figure something out.
1: Yeah. Um, when, I also read that article that you mentioned. And one thing mm-hmm. that I really like about it is that the author talks about like respect, like respect the nine to five, right? It's like the yeah. 40 hours of work that you put into, you know, your day job. It's like, those are actually very important, you know? Yes, and it's not,
0: absolutely.
1: You shouldn't see them as something that are as as like hours that are keeping you away from your goal. But instead, you know, you should see it as time that actually allows you to, you know, get closer to, to actually get closer to your goal.
0: Right. Absolutely. Because it kind of, it's very hard.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like what enables you, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Very hard to work on a side project when you have to worry about how you're going to pay your rent.
1: Oh yeah. So with that being said, um, you know, given like a limited amount of time, I think the, at least one of the first places to start with side projects is, you know, to really have a clear idea of like what you want to make and really like cut down that MVP as much as, fo- as much as possible.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: So, say, for myself, I went from wanting to build something that you know could support like multiple projects at the same time and have like you know syncing to cloud kit so I could have it on multiple devices, and yeah, no, like that <laughs> my first iteration <laughs> is definitely not going to have all of those things, yeah, right, right now, like my focus for what I'm building is to have something that works at a very basic level for only myself. Right. Right? This means, like, no design, not worrying about, you know, syncing between devices, like, n- none of that stuff, you know? Just yeah, as right, basic right. as possible, but, like, at least get it to the point where you can iterate. Yep. Yeah, sure.
0: By constraining the scope that way, like you, you certainly can set really achievable goals for yourself, which is for me anyways, often the stumbling point where I just, I see so many ideas that I want to implement and I don't get around to doing them because I'm overwhelmed and don't know where to start. So that's a, that's a great point.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, even if you just think about it, like, what is the minimum subset that is useful? Right. Like, not perfect, not like, not even like a minimum viable product, right? Sure. Quote, unquote, product. It's really minimum viable, useful thing for you.
0: Yeah, Definitely. Uh and, and how's that been going so far? Do you find that you've been able to whittle that down the way you'd like, or is that a continuing process?
1: Uh I would say a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. So sure. I'm generally pretty happy with the way things are going. So I've been able to like, you know, cut a lot of fat off of like my vision and the thing that that I see in my head. And for now, it's really clear to me that. What I want is to be able to pull up a share sheet from Safari, for example, press mm-hmm. a button, whatever web page I'm on gets saved locally, and then I can go in the app later and assign it like tags and comments.
0: Right, right.
1: Like that is not rocket science. <laughs> sure. So um, like that is something that I think is feasible. And Not only that, but I've also given myself like a generous timeline. Yeah, that was what I
0: wanted to ask you about. Because if you have an infinite timeline, then there's no need for a minimum, you know, subset of features that you want to launch with because you're never going to (laughs) launch, I guess. But, you know, if you give yourself a very short timeline, sometimes that's almost a benefit but it can also inject a lot of stress into your life uh, you know depending on how badly you want to get this done right so yeah um how did was there something that you did to come up with this timeline for for release or
1: um that's hard to say i just gave myself way more time than i think is reasonable and sure you know i think It'll end up falling, you know, in it'll end up falling in within those six months. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 for
0: sure. Um, I, whenever I've worked on features for things, um, it's been very helpful for me to write a spec first, even if it's just a functional, high-level spec, and then try to fi- figure. Okay, it'll take me this many hours to implement that, this many hours to implement that, this many hours to implement that, or even more sort of, uh, or less granular, I should say. It'll take me this number of days to do this and this number of days to do that. And usually I can do that pretty well, but that's always been in the context of a work day, right? That's been for work. Mm -hmm. When it comes to side projects, that always seems to fall apart and i feel like i'm not the only one
1: yeah definitely um that stuff is tough right cuz i feel like if you're working on your side project especially in the evening you know after a full day of work or mm-hmm. for example only like only on the weekends where you have you know like this like 5 day gap in between like right in between work sessions then like, that startup time, when you sit down to work, you know, getting yourself back into it, um, I find it, like, quite honestly, I find that very difficult.
0: Is it possible to break that up into smaller sessions kind of every day? Or is that not enough time for you?
1: So, right now, I'm trying to kind of use like these weird slots of time that I have in my schedule. So say maybe it'll be like half an hour here or, you know, like forty minutes there. But mm-hmm. you know, sitting down to develop something in half an hour, I feel like isn't at least for myself, doesn't feel like it's like it's not quite enough time to get ramped up and Yeah. And yeah. like really get productive say
0: yeah absolutely um
1: uh, we
0: we've spoken before about cal newport's book deep work and he talks about the eudaimonia machine right where Mm -hmm. like it's a series of of rooms that are designed to get you progressively deeper and deeper into flow when you've only got 30 minutes 20 minutes to bang out some work that's gotta be a very very efficient process, yeah. or you need to have i guess some kind of um i don't know I, there's there's when I'm working on development tasks there there's two kinds of states that I'm in one is where I'm in like this deep flow, and it's like um don't interrupt me. I'm so deep here that like I could keep going for six hours and not even notice. On the other hand, there are tasks that, you know, a quick refactor that I already know more or less what needs to be done or, you know, um, I don't know, uh, cleaning up some comments or something like this that you can do in like the 20, 30 minutes, but If they're not blockers, um, then it's hard to prioritize those too, Mm -hmm. right? So yeah, um, I think it definitely can be really hard.
1: I know there, I know there are a few techniques that people use for this. Um, Mm -hmm. One of which I think I'm like the one that I'm most familiar with, or that I uh, at least I hear about the most is a. People who practice TDD, right, say they'll finish their work session with a failing test, for example. So,
0: that's an interesting idea.
1: The next time you come back to work, you open your project, run the tests, you see what's failing, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh!" And then you start from there.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It's like um, a kickoff point and assuming you haven't let too much time lapse between the two sessions where you're like now i have to go back and catch myself up on what i was doing i can definitely see that working uh that's one of the um basis of how i plan for my day is that i end my day with at least a couple of ideas of what i need to get done the next day Mm. right it doesn't always work out because you may not have a solid idea of what's going on, especially if you're between, between projects sometimes. But I find that helpful.
2: Hmm.
1: That's actually a good so idea. That's... Yeah, I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to try that kind of... See if there's a way for me to like leave breadcrumbs for myself.
0: Yeah, well, that TDD um, failing test uh, that you mentioned is basically exactly that it's like leaving yourself a kickoff point
1: right
2: hmm hmm
1: um, angelo i think i'll try that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah if, you know give it a shot and let me know if it works because if it does i'll try it and then i can say well, what a great idea what that was um but it is something that i've um you know joking aside it is something that i've seen other people mention as a good um good way of sort of starting your day without having to think too much Hmm you know and um not not that you shouldn't be thinking while you're working that's not the point but not being paralyzed by um trying to understand where to start on a project you know right uh so i think that that i i've done it at least with just sort of my high level um stuff you want to do today uh kind of planning and it and it works pretty well
1: Cool, cool.
0: Yeah. Um, Anything else that you find is holding you back or that is, you know, removing friction for you in this project?
1: Well, I mean, in terms of holding me back, I think, you know, the idea of finding time in order to schedule these things is, is a constant problem, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I think that there are a few things you can do about this, but uh I'd like to know uh what you've tried so far or you know what you find like to be the biggest obstacles to defining
1: time. Well, for what I've tried so far, I definitely consciously say no to to more things and yeah and i mean it i'm talking about like a wide array of things like sometimes it's no to other projects you know that capture my attention Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's no to uh you know friends who who want to go out one night uh and yeah and i mean part of me feels bad Part of me feels even, I would say, guilty, you know, like like I want to go out and see my friends. Sure. But another part of me also, you know, wants to get this thing done. Yeah. Um,
0: the funny thing, I know exactly what you're talking about. And the funny thing that happens to me is that when I'm, you know, saying no to hanging out with friends or family or whatever so that I can focus on a project... I feel bad about that. And then when I say yes and I hang out with family or friends, um, I feel bad about not working on my project. So it's kind of like a catch-22. I'm going to feel bad about something. Angelo constantly Um, feels awful. I I just feel bad all the time about everything. So, you know, know, it's just the the nature of the beast, I guess. But, you know, um, I think it's a good way of setting some kind of boundaries. I think that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, And so uh, you mentioned that there are like kind of two places where that happens. One is for external sort of um, requests of Mm -hmm. your time and attention, uh, hanging with friends or a meeting with um, maybe somebody that's looking for uh, help with something or whatever. And then there's sort of your own internal kind of requests where, Uh, you know you want to focus on this project, but then you get this great idea for something else. Or you're like, hey, let's make a podcast or whatever. So, I mean, uh, sometimes it doesn't have to be about saying no. Sometimes it can be about saying not yet. Right. right? Uh, And it it sort of takes this thing away. So what I've started doing... Is that any project that comes to mind that I want to tackle, I never put it into OmniFocus as a project. I always put it into OmniFocus in like my someday maybe list. That's just become kind of like my de facto junk drawer for any idea Mm. that I come up with. And that's been helpful because it's something that I'm going to go through during my weekly retrospective there. And I'll see, you know, what kind of progress I'm making on one goal. Can I fit another one in there? Do I have, you know, uh time to take on something else? Has this become kind of completely useless for me? Uh but because I keep seeing it, uh I can not I don't have to feel like I've said no to it. Whether that is again like A project that i've just thought of that i I want to take on or let's go check out some i don't know art exhibit or whatever you know like it's fine that's on the side
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i do this too i have a somewhere someday maybe list called software projects and it's actually okay really interesting to see like the evolution of the projects in that list i bet like some stuff has been there for a little while and maybe I don't purge it often enough but sometimes I see projects where I'm like wow I'm glad I did not work on that right
0: yeah for sure um cuz you know you, you see like how that ended up getting Sherlocked or whatever and you're like oh okay fine I didn't touch it I didn't end up you know uh investing all kinds of time and effort and then something else came out that just completely rendered it irrelevant.
1: Right. And also another thing is that I find putting it through like putting that idea through a system kind of detaches you from mm-hmm. it a bit. You know, you're less emotionally invested. It's not like this shiny new object that you need to build, right?
0: Yeah, right.
1: And sometimes when it's been sitting there for a couple of weeks, you can uh I guess you can better evaluate whether it's really worth it or not you know, yeah absolutely kind of take Just, a step back
0: yeah and and you give your your brain kind of like the opportunity to chew on it a little bit and and think about it and if you're still having a, a problem with it there's this really fun little uh glitch project that somebody created called should i do it uh so you can go to sh- should i do it dot glitch dot me and it's like um a little f- sort of problem-solving wizard for deciding whether or not you should do a project. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes.
1: Should I do this project? Ha! Huh, cool.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's pretty cute. Um, other things that, you know, so I was talking about, uh, you know, even if you follow all these great ideas, why do things not work out? You know why do you still not make the progress you want uh, in your side projects as you do in your work projects? Right. Hmm. Hopefully you're you're pretty productive with your work projects, or else you're getting fired. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, and I guess part of it you were talking about needing to be able to get into a state of focus quickly. Um for me something that has helped a lot is that I I'm lucky enough to have my own closed room at home that's my personal office because I work from home. And this has become kind of the place where whatever projects I take on, this is where I come to do that work. I don't, you know, sit around here and surf the web. I don't um I don't do anything that isn't sort of related to building or creating or practicing or, you know, building a craft here. Mm-hmm. And that's helped because when I sit at this desk, it's with purpose or stand at this desk, whatever. Um, so th- that's handy. Um, and also, you know, we talked about habits, the you know, and putting yourself into the mindset of what does a successful indie app project developer do uh, every morning? Well, maybe they get up half an hour earlier to spend 30 minutes tackling some code or whatever, or working on a roadmap or whatever it is. So being able to define some time outside of your workday to do this, um, and making that a habit, making that a routine can be very helpful. Just like, you know, making it a routine to go to the gym, which we always seem to come back to, (laughs) or making it a routine to, you know, uh, skip the processed food section in the grocery store, or making it a routine to, uh, I don't know, um, make sure you renew your bus pass before the end of the month or whatever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think this, this is definitely one of those points where I feel like If you take the time to schedule time in your week to show up and do the work, you are going to get much further, much faster than you would otherwise. And
0: yet, we are not good. Well, at least speaking for myself, I am not good about that. I really try. I really, really try. And I... You know, one of the main reasons that I wake up as early as I do, uh, I, I wake up at about 5 a.m. Uh, and one of the reasons that I wake up that early is because I want my morning to be productive. Mm. Right. I want my morning to be productive so that then I get through my workday. And once my work day is done, I spend time with my wife or we go out and see friends or whatever family, you know, whatever we need to do. So those four hours between when I wake up and when I start working uh, is time that I can dedicate to working on a project. Um, But sometimes you sleep in, right? Or sometimes you wake up and you feel like hell. Mm. And you're like, no, I I just can't do it. Or sometimes you wake up and you've got to shovel, you know, two feet of snow. So you're not going to have a particularly productive morning. What do you do then, right?
1: Well, I think that if you've given yourself, you know, like a like a generous enough timeline, like you don't want to be beating yourself up every day, right, over this exactly. over a side project. Like that's not <laughs> that's not helpful and that's not productive. Like, that's not right. Help. Exactly. Especially if you're doing this because you think it's fun. Hmm. Why would you want some why would you want a side project to become like this incredible source of like stress and anguish? Like that sounds well, that sounds awful.
0: Because we're completionists and because we're perfectionists and because we hold ourselves to very high standards that are unrealistic because, you know, um, people on Instagram do it, so why don't I? I guess, I don't know. Perhaps. Uh, I, I think that no, really, I think that if I just had everything on my desk at right angles, and just looked at it from top down all the time. I would be so much more productive. Because that is what Instagram has taught me. Is the key tactic for productivity. That's how I web dev. I think it's called nulling. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to Google that though. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, definitely you're right that having a generous timeline. Which really just comes down to being realistic with yourself. Right. Right? Is even if this is a side project that is... Or let me rewind that a little bit. If this is a side project that you're kicking off with the expectations of like, I want this to change my life. I want this to become, you know, something that um, just changes everything for me. Maybe you're trying to kick off like a indie development business maybe you're trying to kick off some kind of community um, or you know some kind of event Hmm. like a conference or whatever I think that you're going whatever you're placing that level of importance on you're going to keep coming back to it and it won't be hard to find the time for it even if it's just like stealing minutes here and there from you know uh, your otherwise downtime. Mm-hmm. It's the other little side projects that are usually the ones that fall by the wayside, and for those, give yourself permission to say, "Hey, that's you know, okay, I didn't, I didn't really work on it today.
1: Tomorrow, yeah, it's fine, I'll get some tomorrow." I mean, it's not as long as these things aren't a national emergency, right? You're going to be fine. Yeah, exactly.
0: And if you, a side project is a national emergency, then I, I would argue it's probably not a side project, and you should drop everything and get that done. But there is, you know, okay. So there's the the prospect of being uh, realistic with yourself and giving yourself permission to skip a day if you're just not able to get anything done or whatever. But then you're not just dealing with yourself, Mm -hmm. right? You live and work with other people. So what happens there, right? You've got your entourage. So maybe you're working with someone on a side project, right? Like we're working on this podcast together. This is a project of ours. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, uh, as is pretty normal you've got um time commitments for other people in your life outside of these side projects it's really easy to just drop the side project for those things or it's really easy to sort of um not really align your uh your energy and commitment level between two people working on the same project. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause for one person, it's like, this is really, really important to me. Like I, I really want to get this done. And for the other person, it's just more of a, uh, not a flight of fancy, but you know, just something that will be an entertaining thing to try out. So when you've got those conflicting levels of engagement, it can make things very frustrating for both people. Mm hmm. Similarly, you know, if I spent all evening every evening working on my side projects, I don't know what that would do for my marriage, right? Right. That that's a that's a big commitment and one that requires a lot of work. So, how do you talk to people to you know, um make sure that everything is um uh, in line with expectations you know have is yeah. there anything that you um you've tried with this that you find useful or any tips
1: um definitely getting buy-in from like the important people in your life is in my opinion um essential i would say yeah you know yeah. especially especially like from your partner or
0: yeah definitely um that's something that i think obviously it's really important to have a good level of communication with your partner
2: mm-hmm.
0: let's, let let's let's focus on that right now uh just because that's kind of the key for a healthy relationship um if that's the case then you should f- try to Explain how important this is to you, and you. It's okay to say that this is not something super important, but it's something I want to try. Yeah. You know, or this is really, really important to me, and feel out like what their needs are from you, and how you can make it work together. You know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Often, what I've found is that with Shelley, sometimes the fact that I'm working on side projects or that I'm putting time aside to work on side projects is like, she finds this great because that's when she also puts time aside to work on her stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. It's the same with us.
1: Yeah. Like I'm, it doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be this awful conversation of like doom and gloom where you're torn away from your loved ones for hours at a time. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um, I think that where this can be tricky is if, uh, side projects have never been a big part of either of your lives mm. and you're trying to, you know, you get an idea and you're trying to kick that off. And then like, this is a big change in the dynamic right. of your life, you know? And that, that's true for, you know, um, The time you spend with your partner being sacrificed to work on this or time you spend with friends, uh, time you spend seeing family, whatever it might be, you know, Uh, it's it's hard to make that kind of change. But again, communicating just how important it is to you, I think, helps to foster understanding, a better understanding of your own needs um and uh, an understanding of what their needs are, so then you can just kind of work that out.
1: So I guess the consensus is that communication is good.
0: Generally, I think, uh, you know, most people would agree that over communicating almost is the best course of action. And what about, you know, if you're working on something with someone, working on a side project with someone, uh, if you've got different sort of levels of, um, commitment to it or enthusiasm for it or whatever, um, I can see things going really badly if you haven't spelled that out from the outset.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's important for everyone to be on the same page, right
0: yeah, yeah, definitely um we when we first started talking about doing a podcast you you asked me if I were was interested and I said, yes, I'm very interested. let's do this um but we made it clear from the outset that neither of us expect this to be something that we uh prioritize over you know um well certainly not our day jobs or, or whatever else. And we slowly work together to build a schedule that works for us, you know? Uh, And it it can be as simple as something like that, but we were both into doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we should probably have a, an episode on personality types we've worked with and how we've, uh, approach that because I think that's an interesting topic. It's not always clear to you uh what kind of um enthusiasm or engagement somebody's got just because they wanna you know join in on something that they think isn't gonna be that big a commitment or they just wanna make you happy
1: or whatever you know mm-hmm so but yeah, that's that's one thing that I like about our dynamic is that you know, we're we're doing this and we're not expecting this to for example like replace our main income, right?
0: No, absolutely.
1: I mean, we're very much on the same page in terms of expectations of each other's time and I think that yeah, like that has removed a lot of friction from the process. So like if one week Yeah. if one week, you know, I can't record or you can't record, I don't I don't feel like I'm, you know, like destroying your world.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um I think that uh especially for a side project. This is, yeah, obviously it's a very different thing if it's something that you're building as part of an already running, you know, business, like a side business or whatever. Um, but something that's just more, you know, for fun that you're you're doing because you want to learn something or because you want to just put something out there. Uh, again, it comes down to just being really honest with yourself being really honest with people that you're bringing it you know into this project with you and and getting a feel for everyone's um needs you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so i'm really excited to get started working on alpaca again
0: so i th- I think that was a cue to say, like, stop recording. I got to get back to Xcode. Is that it? <laughs> uh, not quite. Not quite.
1: Although this is definitely, I think, spurred some ideas on my end for how to do this a little bit better and how to, you know, get things started more quickly and, you know, ship, sh- ship something that I'm proud of. Awesome. I'm glad to
0: hear that. Uh, I think that I would be very interested in your project, so uh, please add me to the test flight list. (laughs) You got it. And uh, until next time, I guess, uh, keep working. Get it done.
1: And make before break.
0: (laughs) Yeah, make before break.